always, thank you so much for joining us. This episode begins the final errand with the House Battaglia Coterie. While I'd originally planned for this miniseries to be six episodes, our finale recording ran long enough that it's actually going to end up being seven. So while this is the beginning of the end, you've still got a bit of time with Aurelia, Lucy, Alessa, and Inanna. If you're enjoying Court of Blades, you can learn more about it on a couple of Drake's website. And be sure to check out our other shows, The City That Never Dies and Love and Hellfire. Next, Fabi of Love and Hellfire is going to tell us about this month's featured charity. Hey everyone, it's Fabi to talk to you about a charity. The Tribute Center is a San Antonio center and shelter for LGBTQ plus youth 18 to 24 experiencing homelessness in San Antonio, Texas. They provide emergency shelter, housing support, and cage management. Uh, I lived in San Antonio for a decade. It was the city that I came out uh, uh, came out in as a trans woman. It's not the most trans-friendly city in the world. Knowing that queer homeless youth have a place to stay is something that they have something to fall back on is super important to me. You can donate by going to tribeyouthcenter.com slash donate. That's T-H-R-I-V-E-Y-O-U-T-H-C-E-N-T-E-R.com slash donate. Please continue to advocate for reproductive rights and civil liberties of all kinds within your communities. Make connections at the local level and find the people who have been leading the fights and doing the work already to lend them your support. Now then, let's get started, shall we? We find ourselves once more in Ilrian. Our coterie has seen its share of struggle. I think that we've got some downtime stuff to take care of. Uh, so we're going to kind of get a real quick montage of people um, with their indulgences trying to pay down their stress. Uh, we're going to maybe work on a long-term clock. Alessa, you, you had a long-term clock that you were working on, right? Yes. So Alessa ha- has been uh, trying to figure out where where Ren, her, her ex, has been and what what they've been up to. And so uh, how, how she comes by this information um, ends up being a little unusual because she, she had kind of put out some of her own feelers in the twist. Um, she'd asked her, her mother to, to sort of ask some of her contacts. But where she ends up getting the lead is when she is um, indulging her vice. Um, and what indulging her vice looks like is something that's kind of, I think, fairly unusual for probably most of House Batalia. She will slip off uh, into the twist um, to meet up with a uh, a fortune teller Ooh. who will, you know, through, through uh, tarot readings, uh, will not necessarily read her fortune and, like, tell her future precisely, but will give her guidance about what the sort of local spirits want or need 
and then her sort of way of of dealing with stress is to uh make offerings to those spirits to appease them you know you're getting your your troubles reframed by this this fortune teller this medium who is uh is communicating with the the local spirits and then by appeasing them you kind of gain further knowledge right Mm -hmm. Uh, that's kind of cool it's almost like um almost like psychiatry but in the twist uh, I like that. Yeah, yeah. And and I think like yeah, it's and some of it is like I think yeah, in in talking through with it with this this fortune teller it can yeah, kind of help reframe what's happened, kind of give her an opportunity to reflect on on recent events uh in a way that sort of helps her yeah, just sort of deal with them a little bit better. That's awesome. Do you have a particular medium that you go to? Yes, her name is. Where's my character sheet? Um, her name is uh, Loretta. Loretta in the twist. Okay. I think, um, I think she's just kind of like a fixture in the twist. Like she's been there forever. <laughs> I um, love it. <laughs> like nobody actually knows how old she is as far as, like, I think that Alessa, like, was kind of introduced to Loretta through um, her mother and, like, her mother's friends. And they're all like, yeah, she's Loretta has been ninety years old for as long as we've known her. Wow. So <laughs> she's just <laughs> so as as Loretta's laying out this deck and uh, you're asking your questions. Like, I think I want to know like what what comes to what comes up. Like, what is the what is the the main thrust of the reading? Right. Like, what, I, what, I think it. Yeah. Go ahead. It's yeah. I think it starts as Alessa is kind of trying to. As she, as she normally does with this sort of thing, kind of, you know, talk about sort of what has, has happened recently. Um, you know, I, I think as, as we see her, like, she's wearing looser fitting clothes than normal and is like clearly favoring one side because she still has bandages, um, from where she broke her ribs. Uh, in the explosion, she's got a couple like, bandages like on on her hands and on the side of her face like she she is still very banged up from that um so i think it starts as her kind of trying to just sort of like work through through that and kind of asking questions about that but it turns into trying to understand why people are doing this what would drive people to to do this and i think that's what sort of leads down the path of asking about Ren. Oh, um, okay. All right. Of, of trying to understand, because at, at this point, Alyssa has heard the rumor from from her mother that Ren is working for uh, the Brizolatos. Oh, okay, yeah. But has also heard directly from Ren, or at least, you know, that, that Ren is working for and believes in the Prince of Tatters. And so I think that it it just sort of turns to this question of why why would somebody or throw themselves away from stability like that? Sure, yeah. I think the the cards uh, reveal as the the you know reading rolls on um, that there is some past uh, division between. The card that is associated with Ren, which is which is the um, the the saber, uh, and the card of the prince. Um, there's a 
thing that is in their their history with the Brizolatos that is a source of pain and trauma and struggle. And then there is a um, a, a card, the Dread Emperor, that comes up uh, that associates with um, the Prince of Tatters, and it's inverted. But the card that crosses it is the. Uh, it, it, I mean, you have to imagine this is a a very baroque deck, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, it's this enormous floral arrangement, but you can see that all the thorns are dripping poison. Now, Loretta looks at it and she nods and she, she turns to you and says, the cards say that all of this is doomed to end in blood. Well, that's not exactly the reassurance I was hoping for. So as Loretta like sweeps the cards back into her hand and shuffles, she gives you a shrug and gestures vaguely at, you know, everything. She's like, there are many things that I wish the cards would tell us, but this is as it is. So you're not the only one who got injured on the, on the last, uh, last excursion. Everybody else has already cleared harm. Like what, what was the worst, what was the worst harm that we had, uh, from our, from our last excursion? That was, um, it was Aurelia, yep, wasn't it? I had a flesh wound. <laughs> a flesh wound? Turns out. Fighting an accomplished fencing master and uh, and and besting them um, sometimes voids the warranty. <laughs> what? Uh, where do we where do we decide that one was? I can't remember. I don't think that we ever really did, did we? Uh, we 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 did. It was because uh, originally uh, it was level three harm, and Aurelia got run through. That's right. Oh, right. But you you decided that uh, because you you I think took that you had armor so it went from uh you you got you got a nice cut from from hip to sternum because you wanted a cool sexy scar that the ladies would like oh yeah (laughs) my my question for you aurelia is like after spending some time with the the house battalia doctor do you like the house battalia doctor like is the the house battalia doctor somebody that you get along with or are they always kind of mad that they have to put you back together i think aurelia is charming enough where it makes those appointments <laughs> pass a little faster. <laughs> like, I, I definitely think initially they were like, all right, this has got to stop happening. But now this is how we <laughs> hang out. This is ridiculous. Out. Like, <laughs> <laughs> this, this is fostering the relationship is what it's it really creating is. creating a rapport. Like, they'd be mad if you didn't show up every now and then. Okay, I love that. Oh, you went and got yourself stabbed just so you could come see little old me. That's so sweet. (laughs) (laughs) So here's here's the here's the point of question that comes with that. Like, do you ever like unburden yourself um, to the doctor when they're at their work? Are we that type of friends? Um, I I think we've previously established that there is only one other person in Hospitalia that knows about. Uh, Juliana and Aurelia's relationship. I do not think this doctor is in on that. So if I am unburdening myself, it is mostly venting about people I would like to stab. Oh, certainly. Yeah. <laughs> um, so my 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 follow-up question to that is like when you and Juliana are on the outs, right? Because it's been it's been tough, uh-huh. right? You guys had a fight last time, and it's been icy kind of mm-hmm. ever since. Even in broad strokes or broad terms, like when you say that you're only talking about people you want to stab, like do you have 
do you have somebody that you're talking about or is it mostly just the world in general at this point? Um, at this point, I think it translates to Aurelia being uncharacteristically quiet. Oh, no. So when the doctor is, is applying the liniment and the salve and, you know, checking your dressings and everything, they, you know, meet your eyes and they're like, you typically complain more. Uh, I, I think the course of the appointment has been Aurelia brooding womanfully. <laughs> <laughs> brooding womanfully, I love it. Um, so, you know, again, just checking the dressings, like you have to, you have to take it easy. You have to, wow, I was expecting... Because you you rolled that that crit on your recovery, um, you said, "Wow, I was expecting that to be much worse than it was. It didn't fester. It looks like it's healing cleanly. That means you're going to get out, go out there and get in another fight, doesn't it?" Fully, I just had this thought, and I need to share it with everyone. I genuinely think that Aurelia has a problem resting uh, when a wound is trying to heal. But because she's on the outs with Juliana at the moment, resting has not been a problem. <laughs> Oh, I love yeah, it. There's not not as much uh, physical activity happening right now, huh? Ah, well, you know how it goes. You know how it goes. This is this is healing very cleanly. That now I need you to promise me that um, you know you can you can come back here when you're not bleeding, right? You know that I can. Of course, like you can. I'm always here. There's like a serious mental math taking place. <laughs> Hold on, I got to do the algebra. The emotional algebra. Are you um, are you talking about like? I guess we're friends, huh? I think at this point we kind of have to be right. Any, anytime somebody steps up on my table and you know is bleeding, I, I I'm I'm in this job because I care about people, and I've seen you enough to where even by simple arithmetic, like yeah, I <laughs> I care about you, really. I, I think this just sends her into another brooding spiral. <laughs> um, and she kind of reaches out, puts a hand on the good doctor, and is like, I have a serious question. Well, I deal in answers. What do you do when someone is angry with you? Someone you care about is angry with you? Find out why very quickly. I think I know why. I oh. don't know how to fix it. Well, I'm better at diagnosing with information. I think it really makes kind of a face. Okay. All right. Fine. That's that's <laughs> fine too. Uh, I'd better go. All right. Well, you know, come back, but mostly hold, please. No promises. Just kind of leaps off <laughs> whatever thing there she's sitting on, and <laughs> it's a trestle. You know, it's a, it's, it's a table. But, sidles out the door and the doc doc watches after you and like kind of shakes his head and um closes the door behind you um when did you have the fight with juliana when when did it become less a fight and more like a cold war Ooh, i think we snuck off once once stuff with the explosion had been settled and we talked to our spy master mm -hmm. Uh, we'd snuck off, and I think Aurelia's first order of business would have been to check on Juliana, which is exactly the opposite thing <laughs> that needs to be happening if you're yeah. having a clandestine relationship. Um, and if you're having a clandestine yeah. getaway. 
Yeah, no, because a lot of folks are going to be like, oh my god, are you okay, Juliana? Scion of the house, Natalia? Like, that was an explosion, and we got to make sure you were good. So I think a lot of people are, are attending or, or, or waiting on her. And, like, you got to imagine at this point, like, you, you walk in and, like, you're bleeding. Fully, fully you know? bleeding. Like, I haven't gone to the doctor yet at all. Um, and well, no, you've Aurelia got priorities. shows up when all of these people are here. Uh, fully intending to be like, are you okay? Um, and that's written <laughs> on her face. And Juliana, I, I don't even think it's a conversation. Juliana just gives her a reproachful look and points to the door. Oh, wow. Oh. Oh, no. Okay. That's mean. Yeah, that, that makes sense. And ever since then, like, you just can't. Ever you since can't get time. then, you can't get tail time between my legs, I have not had a single moment to talk with her alone. That's awful. I'm sorry to hear that. Um, but the fiction is true. Uh, <laughs> um, all right. Uh, anybody else over the uh, the course of the time between our last errand and, and things getting coming to a head tonight um, have anything else that has occurred? I know there was uh, there was a, some indulgence, maybe. Yeah, I indulged. Remind me again what what is your indulgence there, Josie? Uh, it's faith. Faith, specifically right. an older version of Alessa's faith. <laughs> oh wow, right. Ooh. That's cool. Um so do you think that there was like a particular like vigil that you stood or a celebration of some kind? What what kind of ritual um did you, you know, indulge in? Is there there's something in there that that might be juicy? Yeah. Um Reed, did you have any ideas what Alessa's faith looked like? So outside of the like the the tarot thing, which I know is kind of what we focused on here, it's a lot of like the um, uh, you know, offerings and appeasing spirits. So I think that the like the spirits that um, I, I I what I imagine it is for Alessa is kind of a lot of the like things where you know how how you would have stories of like how you appease the fae by like. You leave out, you know, a bowl of milk or an extra uh, plate of food or or things like that, like small things. So I'm wondering if maybe there's something that's a little more involved, maybe something that's a little more ritualized, like you got to go and treat them by name, right? Yeah, may- maybe if like yeah, what what the the people of the twist do is sort of a a folk tale. Uh, you know, version seven hundred years of of being passed down, uh, of of what you know your people used to do in a more formalized way, maybe. Okay, here's my here's my question for Anana. So Talison the Great, the one of the one of the generals that you, or the first prince that you served, right, was a knack had had power. Um, had a, a familiar, one of these kind of fake creatures that, um, that was a boon companion in times of trouble. Do you still remember that companion's name? Yeah, probably. Do you think it comes when you call? I don't think so. Oh no. Yeah. Oh, that's absolutely, that's absolutely heartbreaking. Um, yeah, I but- think it went with her or is just off doing its own thing now oh no like 
there's there's that that thing where you know you were tied to Talison, it was tied to Talison. It has found its own way forward in the world, and here we get this this shot maybe of Inanna, you know, honoring honoring the old traditions, just kind of untethered, just kind of a foot in the old world, right? That that kind of breaks my heart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And uh, Luciana, you uh, you were gonna try and burn off that immense amount of stress that you acquired on the last errand, right? What is you, you're um, a musician with the Buskins on your downtimes, right? Yeah, that's that's right. So since the last errand, I think Luciana's probably taken it both harder than everyone else, and also is making the least of a um, show about it. So she just kind of disappeared once she was sure that, like, Aurelia was okay. She just kind of disappeared, and she really hasn't left the roses. So, like, that that's where she's been, the like, almost this entire time. So, like, she's, she's burned through every cigarello in the entire city, just... <laughs> chain smoking and just shredding on her loot like her fingers are probably just like calluses now it's 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 pretty brutal so that's that's all she's been doing she she, she's got the look of somebody who's not really sleeping but this is how she relieves stress so like she is both in a much better space and also looking haggard so like do you do you go and like play play shows or like do you play in like public spaces or are you just in your room just jamming out? Oh no, they they definitely do like public spaces, like any anywhere that there is a stage. It's probably like really crappy taverns where occasionally they, like they hurl a bottle at the musicians. Awesome. So no, it's, yeah, it's awesome. So that's that's where she's been like the entire time. <laughs> okay, uh, tell me about like the show where like tell tell me somebody that you play with. Um, like give me a name or like a little thumbnail sketch real quick of somebody who is in like your band, I guess, quote or quote. Um, I'm going to go with Jory. Jory, Jory's, Jory's in your band. When was, what, what was the show like when Jory, like at one point just kind of came over and was like, Luciana, are you, are you okay? Um, it was probably at like hour 16 of the first day oh my <laughs> <laughs> but after like it was just kind of you know he asks you know are you okay and like she just kind of gives him gives him that look like what are you talking about shut Everything's up we'll great. pick it up at the bridge just, exactly <laughs> like everything everything is perfectly fine but like she's she's going through a little bit of a, a phase so at this point like she's got like the full-on, like, symbol on her face and, like... She's turning into Ilrian's prince? Like. Oh, yeah, but she's actually... They're, they're, right now, they're calling her first prince. Oh, okay. So, just to be clear. <laughs> so, that's that's just kind of the, the overall trajectory right now. And I think as we're um, starting to come back together, she, she has a strong sense of... Uh, what's that word? She has a strong sense of responsibility, and she... she will collect herself and return when when the time is right. I think she kind of has chitter spying on everyone oh. so that she knows when like she actually has to get her shit together. <laughs> <laughs> so only Inanna can actually see chitter. So like only Inanna knows that this is happening. Everybody else is just like, oh, where did Lucy go? So that, that's like Lucy's um, uh, 
what do you call it, the canary in the mineshaft. Mm-hmm. So Chitter comes back eventually and says, you know, that Aurelius um, uh, healed up and like things are moving again. And, um, you know, if, and at that point, Lucy goes and like catches some rack time and then shows back up like so nothing happened. Gave gave everybody the brush off for like a week here. Mm-hmm. And to put, go put yourself together, go jam out for a while, work through some stuff, get some bottles hurled at you. And then finally, when everybody is is kind of back in coterie shape, uh, now it's time for business. Mm-hmm. But okay. she so she shows back up and she's like she's completely in order, except for she still has this symbol on her face. That's a hell. Of, <laughs> it's just a hell of a flex to start calling yourself first prince in a town in like a, a city that is full of princes, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, you know <laughs> what does the symbol look like? Is it just like is it an unpronounceable like oh yeah some oh, okay. some ridiculous unpronounceable like fake glyph in like bright purple with sparkles that, and that I mean, whole thing you're you're crazy tattooed up anyway mm-hmm. so like it's just one more thing like is that uh, yeah everybody probably thinks it's permanent <laughs> <laughs> all right well things do things do occur in such a way that the coterie does have to get back together um eventually the call goes out and it is a, a little while like, like we've said, there, there, there's been plenty of time for downtime, um, plenty of time for the world to kind of correct itself in the wake of the attempted bombing of the uh, of the first prince's house. But when the call comes, it's it's odd because it's a twist jack. It's a um, like one of the enforcers of the uh, the fragile piece of the city narrows of the twist uh, comes to House Batalia and uh, kind of almost. Like you have to understand that twist jacks are basically Batman, right? Like they <laughs> they had to they had to you know leave the city watch. They had to um, go places that the city watch couldn't go, and they are always in danger. And kind of that's where they thrive, right? But um, when they come to to the Esaltare, it's weird to see a twist jack kind of hat in hand, right? And they're in one of these these parlors, these ancillary little chambers where you await a meeting with one of the crowned heads. Uh, but this twist jack, Bartolo, is waiting for you. I think that you know when the call comes and you're you're you know, directed to this room, Bartolo is is there looking very very uncomfortable, uh, you know, sitting down on a settee real quick, and then just kind of like right back up and, and 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 watching and waiting to see what happens next. And when you enter, he. Um, he puts puts his cap down. He says, "We have a problem." Um, you have to be more specific. Everything's a problem. Yeah, I was gonna say it's it's Ilrian. You're going to have to be more specific. Okay. Yeah, I get that. I'm sorry. Let me start again. The twist has a problem. There's a faction, uh, a, a new gang, something like that, but we can't pin it down. But Apollo Brizzolato is trying to broker some kind of peace. Now, you know, Apollo Brizzolato doesn't broker peace. That means Apollo Brizzolato is scared of something. There are rumors, and I've been told by, by, by some people that the rumors are true, that there was an assault on the prince's house, the, the first prince's house. Can neither confirm nor deny. Fair. I'm not asking you to confirm or deny. I'm just saying that when the Prince of the Twist is brokering a peace after an explosion occurs, another confirm or deny, at the house of the first prince, 
clearly we are in trouble. Look, I, I just wanted to let you know, because Batalia has a reputation, your, your Ilrian sword and shield. And I'm just saying that the attack is coming from inside. Juicy. It's already inside our guard. Sword and shield isn't going to help us. This is dagger work. I think I'm looking very pointedly at Aurelia and Alessa. Everyone in the room who isn't me, I'm kind of looking at them like, so are we doing this? Because I'm not doing anything unless you guys are doing something, and I won't even like it. I'm hoping that you can go and talk some sense into Apollo Brizolato. You can't you can't deal with whatever it is that is is happening in the twist right now. There are gangs tearing themselves apart. There are gangs that have vanished overnight. We still haven't found Apollo Brizolato's knack. Just vanished in the middle of the night. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Do you guys? The four, do you of, guys us carefully, the four of us carefully don't look at each other. <laughs> I, I, think, I think Lucy kind of like, <clears throat> kind of like chokes, chokes on a laugh, and then like is like, oh, "That's that's terrible." Max, you're going missing. That now that involves me. Now I'm concerned. <laughs> Maybe I came to the wrong place. I, I understand. No. Maybe. No, no, no. You're in the right place. Apollo Brizolato has a very fine butt. We're on it. That's not the concern here. Oh. I have concerns. I mean, I do too about Lucy's priorities. But I grew up in the twist, and so I know a fair number of people there and would prefer to not see a lot of them get killed, so yes. Fair play, that's a much better reason. I will lean on these fine people gesturing at the rest of my coterie to take care of this. We can... This is just a little bit bigger than the twist jacks, you understand? Yeah. We'll talk to uh, the Britzelatos and see what we can find out. I I appreciate your attention to the matter. I I don't know what I expected. Um honestly, coming coming and and laying this out. Um I I thought for certain that I was going to get the the eyebrow and then shown the door, but I I heard I heard some stories, Alessa. Can I can I call you Alessa? Oh, please do. The titles are exhausting. <laughs> I understand completely. If I had one, I'd probably never use it. Anyway, um, I just it's just that I'd, I'd heard some things. I, I know that there are some among the great houses who have ties to the twist, and I thought perhaps it might be, I don't know, maybe there was some, some still some love there. I don't, I don't like the Brizolatos. I hate what has happened to the twist. I hate that it is a place where it is easier to be a tiger than a person. But any change that is coming, I can't imagine it's for the better. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll look into it. Thank you. See what we can't turn up. Reaches down and he picks up his cap and he, um, like he looks almost like he wants to, to salute like a watchman. And then he remembers <laughs> and kind of just, you know, gives you a nod, um, and paces toward the door. Kind of whistle to make him uncomfortable. So oh. He's walking towards the door. Yeah, he's real uncomfortable, but he, like, you can only, you can only Alessa. see it in like, Iron in the spine, right? Alessa smacks you on the arm. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as he's out of earshot, though, like, she's going to lean over. So what do we think has 
breeds like Apollo breeds a lot of scared. <laughs> now it's serious business. Prince of Tatters. Hmm. That's what the rumors are saying. He is the talk of the season. Which unfortunately means uh we're gonna need to go track down my ex. Do we think that that you know, if we are going to find out what's going on in the twist, go and talk to Ren, maybe find out what's going on with this this nascent gang free-for-all that's going on in the twist. Do we think this is like a social errand, or do we think that this is just still gathering information? How do we how do we want to handle this? I mean, this honestly sounds like gathering information to me, but Yeah, yeah. I I've yeah. I don't feel like I, I have enough info to pin down what exactly we're we're doing yet. That makes sense. Yeah. So I think I think we're still in the gathering info phase. Okay, cool. Then mm-hmm. I won't have anyone roll an engagement roll. Um, so I guess uh, my question then, if you're going to seek out Ren, like, what is it that you're hoping Ren will be able to tell you? Uh, what the hell are you up to? <laughs> what do they plan to do? Yeah, that- yeah. I mean, I I think I I think what Alessa is going to propose is uh, let me talk to Ren alone. But, like, be within shouting distance in case I get jumped. Fair. Uh, <laughs> this is a wise call. Mm-hmm. After what they did, I am not certain my blade would be stayed. <laughs> oh. Ooh. All right. Coming in hot. Well, well, they set up the machine beneath the ball at the beginning, yeah. right? They so. did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So... Yeah, I I think uh, yeah, Alessa mostly just wants to know. I think Alessa is going to open with what is going on with the Brizolatos, and we'll see where the conversation goes from there. That's fair. Um, now, previously, you you didn't even know where where Ren could be found because they had kind of vanished into the underworld of the Grown. Uh, your mother has passed you some communiques saying where where they've been and things like that. Where's where's a place that you might reasonably bump into into Ren so that I can kind of frame out a scene here? I have a suggestion. Yes. Is there a red light district? There's absolutely the roses. Yeah. yeah. Nowhere is going to be is, uh, more private than there because anyone who's there sure. is trying not to be seen there. <laughs> oh, there's no shame here. Yeah, but I, mean, I like. Want to know who your favorites are? Like you don't want people to like that's learn fair. that, right? Yeah, that's that's at that point it's leverage, exactly. right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's just not the usual kind of. Leverage. You want to keep it on the down low because anybody could access you through your favorite service providers. Fair, fair, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, and like given where Alessa grew up, that's probably the areas that. She would have been haunting as as a kid and and young teen. So I think that that she and Ren have known each other from uh, from you know when they were kids. Yeah, early on, you guys used to run together back in the battle days, right? Yep. So yeah, yeah, I I like that idea. Okay. So the roses adjoin adjoin the groan, which uh, you know the twist is part of the groan. Um, so it stands to reason that anything that is, uh, that is happening down in the ground is in some way, shape or form starting to overflow into nearby districts. So it makes sense that, um, you could totally find, find rain here. Who wants to paint me a scene? What do we think? I think that it's like the, there's like a, uh, 
like a lounge bar area with sort of like that's on like the ground floor of uh one of the brothels here that has sort of like more private little booths Mm. so you can have sort of quiet conversations and i think that the information that uh alessa has gotten um through her various sources is that uh ren will do like business through here so like ren is waiting here for like a business meeting and alessa just sort of sits down at the table like hey okay so we're gonna do we're gonna do a you know a fly-in shot of a little place called the palanquin it's a um it's almost like a, a brothel up on stilts but underneath it's basically like um a big lounge area but it's all silk dividers and almost like um like cushions and poofs rather than chairs and tables and things like that uh so it's very just sort of loungy and this is where ren like holds court now they um are in one of these these divided privacy areas and uh what do we see so when sick. when alessa like parts the silk and appears I'm jealous of Ren, just putting that out there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that Ren chose this place. I think that Ren was assigned to to work. Like that this is where Britzalato has, has assigned them to work here. So I I don't think that they are the way that they're dressed doesn't match their surroundings. Sure. The the surroundings are very, you know, Lots of, of silk and gauze, and it's very, you know, drapey and, and luxurious. And I'm picturing Ren in, like, you know, work boots and suspenders. Yep. That's probably why <laughs> uh, Ren looks so ill at ease, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, probably sitting cross-legged on a cushion. <laughs> not, not reclining, being fed grapes, but sitting very, very upright, waiting for their next appointment. Yeah, yeah, just, just, this is not, they would much have preferred a pub. <laughs> sure. <laughs> and this, this is as close as we get in the roses, right? So, yeah, but, but this is where they were assigned to work. So this is where they're working. What's your approach? What's your angle? Like, um, are you just coming in and, and hoping that you'll be able to get through to them? Or are you going to get hands on? How, how, how do we see this? Um, how do we see this going? Uh, I think it's just gonna, uh, Alessa is just gonna start with conversation. Okay. And we're gonna just see how it goes from there. Yeah, I think we'll, we can get the general tenor of how, how the scene's gonna go with maybe a consort role. Yeah. Um, all right. So since this is gather info, there's not like a position or effect or anything, No, right? I don't think so. I think right now, right. like the worst that the worst thing that can happen is that your information is is either incomplete or Ren just doesn't want to talk to you. Fair. All right. So I'm rolling consort. All right, that is a five. The five, yeah. So I think there's almost relief um on Ren's face when they see that um you're the one who comes through the silk. Like, it's actually a really complex um, dance of emotion that crosses their face because first there's confusion, then a little bit of anger, and then it kind of dissolves into relief. And Ren sits a little straighter and says, well, welcome to my office. To what do I owe the pleasure? Alessa, I think, kind of, you know, 
I, I think that Alessa had basically just like walked in and plopped down on <laughs> whatever cushion was across. That sounds right. Yeah. From Ren <laughs> without, you know, really announcing herself and just kind of glances around and is like, uh, this is a place. Well, we, we don't always get our first choice. Yeah, I can, I can tell that this is definitely not what you would have chosen. Wasn't my last choice either, but it wasn't my first choice. <laughs> I uh, am hearing some rumors about things getting real bad in the twist. I heard that, did you? Yeah. Well, I don't presume to uh, say anything about your, your source of information, but we got to handle it. That's not what I'm hearing. Yeah, that's what I meant. It sounds like um, whoever's talking to you is losing. Who's this uh, new gang you're making peace treaties with? Me? Making peace treaties? Oh, no, no. That's above my pay grade. See, I uh, I worked palanquin. You're, you're talking about Apollo. Apollo's making a peace treaty. Yes, which is unlike him. It is, isn't it? You'd almost think that the guy was scared. You would, which is also unlike him. If you got a question, ask it. What the hell's going on with Apollo Brizolato that some new upstart gang has him scared enough to be making a peace treaty? It's a funny thing. Princes are having a whole lot of trouble, and I would hate to be the prince of the twist when a real prince comes on down. Uh-huh. Turns out Apollo would hate to be that prince, too. So this is getting back to your prince of tatters. My prince of tatters? No, 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 no. Alessa, don't be boring. This is our prince of tatters. <sighs> what are you hoping... What are you hoping that you can get out of Bren here? Hmm... Why don't you call or write or love me anymore? <laughs> uh, no, Alessa's the one who broke up this relationship. <laughs> Alessa knows why. It's because Alessa was like, mm, listen, uh, I'm moving up in the world and this just ain't going to work out. So, so like, as you rise. Bye. Look. Let me go ahead and, and give you just a peek behind the, cor uh, behind the curtain here because you moved up in the world. You pledged, pledged to a prince. Do you think maybe Ren is maybe trying to show that they're moving up in the world too? <sighs> yeah, I'm... Do you think Ren still has feelings for you? I mean, Alessa certainly still is carrying a torch, so... I'm trying to think of how Alessa is going to approach this. I'm going to tell you what. I'm not going to, I'm not going to ask um, for any, any more roles here, but I'm going to inflict yeah. a minor social harm to you. Because you told yes. me that um, this sounds good. You, you told me that you're still carrying a torch, or Alessa is still carrying a torch for Ren. Yeah, Ren's still carrying a torch for you as well. Yay! Is my social condition yearning? Your social condition is level one harm yearning. Yay! It's the worst kind of harm, but also the best. I wouldn't love it if it was the worst. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll, I'll 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 tell you right now that Ren will tell you. Something that you can use. What is the Prince of Tatters planning for the twist? I mean, I don't, I don't mean to make it sound as though I know the Prince's mind any better than anyone else. But from what I'm given to understand is that first the twist, and then from there he's got a stable base from which to grow. And turns out there are more citizens of Ilrian in the twist than anywhere else in this city. I think it's a popular revolution. Huh. 
I'll like pan over to the table on the other side of the curtain where Lucy is sitting in costume, which for her means she's dressed like a normal person. Oh, good. She's incognito. <laughs> There's no mile high wig There's, this exactly. time. Exactly. <laughs> so she's she's there looking looking um, like a, a standard citizen of Ilrian. Very lovely. Um, I'm going to pr- be prying through this entire conversation. Oh no! You can read flex- minds. I'm going to flex my new abilities. Um, so I want to pry into what they may be thinking that they're not articulating like out loud because people could be listening. We are in, I mean, there's, there's curtains for walls. Um, and I don't think, I don't think Bestie um, knows that I'm on the other side of the curtain because we really oh, no. room. No, no, no. <laughs> I, ex- I expressly told you all. Please be to, nearby. To we wait. cut to the other side of the yeah, curtain yeah. and all three of us are playing cards and not playing cards at the same time. <laughs> you are being seen to play cards, but this is a city of duplicity. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, so, I I think that I I I instructed you all to wait like at the bar on the other side of the room. <laughs> uh-huh. We're really good if, at instructions. You avenge me. <laughs> Fantastic. At Meanwhile, Ren says popular revolution, and suddenly Anana has to scratch behind her ear. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh dear. Okay. So uh, <laughs> so we're. We're prying. That makes me think that you're you're probably channeling to see what's on on their mind right now, right? Yes, I'm going to channel to see what is on their mind and um, let me pull this up. Uh, is this is this is gather information, yeah, so it's all controlled. Yeah. controlled right? I can't um, hurt you yet, even though I hurt Alessa breaking my own rules. <laughs> no, I mean, listen, I I set that up. You did. I suggested yearning. You handed it to me. Oh, that's <laughs> I did. Even. Mm-hmm. I was going to either push myself or be greedy and push for a greater effect because of the circumstances, but I think I'll just go ahead and go. I Counterproposal is the finale, and I feel like Lucy has shown herself to be the kind of person who just gets a little, little greedy. A little greedy for fun. <laughs> Don't leave it on the table is what you're saying? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. In that case, I think because, um, because Alessa's on the other side, just kind of like lining up the conversation, mm-hmm. um, I think that would naturally push their mind toward like really, uh, I mean, well, they're distracted because obviously they're also wanting to like... I don't know, make out right now. So, but like, incredible. oh yeah, no, the, pa- the <laughs> tension. Like, the I can pauses feel it. are it's full like, of tension. Yeah. She's like, mm-hmm. so Lucy's fanning herself while trying to pry over here. But I think I feel like because the conversation's being driven in that um, in that direction, mm-hmm. it's probably easier to pry because the the thought process is all there. There's not a lot to, a lot to sort through, right? For sure. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, in that case, I'm you're, gonna I'm pushing for it. <laughs> you're being channeled in your channeling. I am. <laughs> okay, great effect. <laughs> okay, so that's, that's a critical. That's a crit. Mm-hmm. Um, so not only do you get knowledge of what they are thinking right now, uh, but like I think you're even able to get through all of the emotional chatter that is happening inside inside their mind, and you know that Ren is off their game as well, um, thinking primarily of Alessa, but you push down beneath those surface thoughts and i think you can ask an, an additional question in addition to uh what the prince of tatters is is planning so once i tell you this feel free to ask follow-up questions and mm-hmm. we'll uh we'll hash it out okay okay so the the meeting that is set uh is for 
Apollo Brizzolato to receive an envoy from the Prince of Tatters tomorrow at noon. All of Apollo's knives, all of his his hired uh, muscle and everything was cordially invited by the Prince of Tatters. Uh, the Prince of Tatters has allowed um, this meeting to happen in Apollo Brizzolato's headquarters. This um, this massive, like opulent casino that um, Apollo runs in the Twist, the Cherubim. So that's that's going down tomorrow at noon. Apollo is already like putting out word to all of the remaining gangs that they are to be there to ensure that you know cordiality is respected. However, you are getting that Ren is secretly very excited about this because it's not going to be an envoy. It's going to be the prince himself. Oh. Oh my. Oh. Oh no. Um I don't know what what further information could we possibly want to to get out of that. So we know where. Why? We know when. What? <gasps> yes, is there well Yeah, why why? Like what's Because like why would the prince put himself at risk when he could send an envoy? Is that your question? I guess cuz here like my thinking is if I am the prince of tatters. Mhm. And I want to take over the twist. Mm-hmm. I would get all of my enemies into one place and then blow it up. I wouldn't show sure. up Ooh. myself. <laughs> so, yeah. like, so, so the- I want to, like, I, I feel like the question, the further question the there angle? is, yeah, what's, what's the angle? What's the catch? What's, what's he actually planning? Because there is no way this meeting is what it seems on its face. So, I'm I'm prying into Ren's mind, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And they are. You got to crit. You you they, got everybody in they, this place's head like straight open. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you probably so, can tell that Alessa is also sitting with lots of sad, yearning thoughts as well. <laughs> just try try not to be distracted by the, the sad yearning. Um, the so, but Ren's excited. Ren's excited. Ren thinks that the prince wants to have a conversation with yep. them all. Um, so Ren's not in the mindset of something might be going down. Nope. Um, and I don't have a a, um, a open line to to anyone who I'm not not directly next to. Right. So um, I don't think that that's a. Uh, I'm, I'm, am I correct? Assuming that's probably not a line of questioning that I can. Sure. I can you could totally pursue, here, pursue right? that. It's just whether you want to or not. Uh, whether you've got a juicier question. I do have a juicier question. Uh oh. I'm here for it. They've got to be. It's Apollo. It's Apollo Brizolato. They have to be assuming that there is some level of danger. You know, like your your backup plan, your your plan B or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, what is the security going to be like? Do they have any information on what's been set up for like how the building will be secured? Oh. What they're what what. Maybe any backroom talks that they had with Apollo about what Apollo might be suspicious about. Yeah, no, you, you've got you've got um, you know that that from the from the get go. He's got all of his his best hand picked folk coming to uh, the Cherubim to act as security, and basically he's going to fill his fill his his casino with as many um, loyal knives as he possibly can and when the prince comes he's going to have him killed oh smart oh cool oh no it's a triple cross but that's not what has ren excited they're excited 
because the prince is plotting oh, the same thing. Oh, quadruple cross! Mm. Everybody's the gonna old, die. The, the good old quadruple cross. You got a crit here, so I just want to lay this out. Ren is working for the prince under the auspices of working for the Brizolados. Brizolado is excited because the prince or the envoy is going to be killed as a show of strength. The prince is actually going to be the envoy. And despite all of this acre of muscle that Apollo is bringing, he is going to murder Apollo Brizolato in front of all of his thugs and take control. So for for Aurelia and Inanna, I just want to mention that like Lucy's face is flashing through so many like emotions. If <laughs> <laughs> you can read expressions, there's just a roller coaster happening um, as as this is unfolding. Um, I cannot wait to spill all of these amazing juicy beans. And um, I think that pretty much answers everything. But I am yeah. absolutely just eavesdropping at this point. Well, you deigned to let us in at some point. I feel point. like on some level, Aurelia is <laughs> used to this and generally just finds it irritating. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna need to spill at some point. Right? I, oh no! I, I think that I think that like she's she's like doing the the pantomime thing of like I need paper and pen, right? Like so that like she's she's writing down these like horrible like they're notes, but they're mostly characters that are drawn poorly, and like she's holding it them seems up like a mistake and, like, to leave a paper trail. <laughs> but sure, I'll go get you some paper. <laughs> and write with this me. is a flowchart, my masterstroke. <laughs> It's it's okay. They're gonna be incomprehensible to anyone it's but Lucy. From scratch. <laughs> There's like doodles know. for each individual. <laughs> you will only understand oh, who's who if you understand uh, Lucy's butt rating system. Yeah. <laughs> It's, and there's like a flow chart and like a string theory and like these terrible like characters that were look they've been drawn by a seven year old and it's it's magnificent what she is putting on for you guys. A little puppet show. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Alyssa and Ren are still having a very stilted conversation. Right. It was a popular revolution when the Dread Emperor fell. You're you're swapping Seven princes for one again. That's your proposal. No. No, no, Alessa. The prince is one of us. As soon as soon as the prince takes power, he'll take the mask off. All of them will take the mask oh, honey. off. And then we can be free again. Oh, babe. Yeah, and the heads of the noble houses were one of us once, too. You can't see. You can't see yet, but it's going to be different. You've hitched your wagon to this particular prince, and I've hitched mine to the sure bet. The one that's got the power already, and the money, and the security, and the stability. And that's where I'm staying. Alessa. And they reach out a hand, but then kind of snatch it back as if thinking better. You're going to see. And I hope you see before it's too late. Now, I've got things I need to take care of. I've got another appointment. Any moment now. Yeah. Try not to get yourself killed. You too, kiddo. And Alessa will will stand up and and slip out and look towards the bar. Note that her friends are not at the bar. (laughs) (laughs) And sort of look around like, okay, where did they get off to? 
I, I think Inanna will appear beside her as if from nowhere and be like, is everything all right? <laughs> you are so tall. How are you so sneaky? <laughs> I know how to keep quiet. And, and then you'll hear, hear from the other side of the curtain, I was just about to win. You can't just get up and <laughs> put the you, cards down. What are you doing over there? Mm. I was eavesdropping. <laughs> There's chicken scratch all over the cards. Alessa just drags her hands down her face. It's like, all right, come on. Just shoves the curtain aside. Nana pinches the bridge of her nose and sits down. Okay, no, we are not staying here. Come on, come on, come on. This is all out. A total, total bean spillage um, in, in excruciating detail. Everything that's going on. Yeah, I... I feel like we cut to to our our room at the uh, the ravioli shack, whatever our our the bar is mm-hmm. the poster mm-hmm. the poster yeah we 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 cut to our secure room with our our food and our ravioli <laughs> and our drinks and, and our window <laughs> and our window yeah Lucy ta- Lucy Lucy doesn't even bother with the brooding window <laughs> Alessa wants to go to the brooding window but there there is space for two there's the no time <laughs> there's no time. <laughs> It's a bay window. Everybody except for Lucy in the brooding window. <laughs> this city. Sadly, sadly munching on ravioli while staring out the brooding window. These are delicious. Nom, 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 nom. <laughs> um, All right. Anyway, yeah, so Lucy spills everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so... We're going, right? Well, yes, but what do we do? Thanks for listening. The Coterie of House Battaglia will return in two weeks. In the meantime, check out our other actual play shows on clevercorvids.net and follow us on Twitter at clever underscore corvids. Court of Blades was GM'd by Sean Drake. Follow him on Twitter at Drake and Dice. Alessa Cavalcante was played by Ree, who also edited and produced the show. Follow her on Twitter at Rhiannon42. And check out her accessibility work at rpgskillcheck.net. Aurelia Fiorelli di Battaglia was played by Palomi Pratap. She's the art director of Descent into Midnight, and you can see more of her work on her website, palomipratap.com, and follow her Twitter at palomisp. Inanna was played by Josie. Follow her on Twitter at dragongirljosie, and check out her art portfolio at josie-art.com Luciana Fiorelli was played by Navi Drake Follow her on Twitter at Navi Musing The opening and closing credits music is Epilogue by D. Yan Ki and is used under a Creative Commons license Court of Blades is a Forged in the Dark game and is the creation of A Couple of Drakes More information about the game can be found on their website acoupleofdrakes.com Probably help if I uh, have my character sheet open. Nah, now. hardly ever use it. <laughs> this isn't a game with dice. <laughs> I mean, I guess it doesn't have to be, but <laughs> we gotta draw straws. Let me open that up real quick. Gonna make a TTRPG. Of- does nothing but you just crack wishbones. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a way to do it, yeah.
<laughs> that's a D2. That sure is. Way to make a non-vegan friendly game. Yeah, I know. I'm a terrible person. <laughs> like plastic All ones. Right. It's we just not going to be great for the environment. <laughs> <laughs> also true. We're gonna we're gonna have a have the market cornered on you know 3D printed wishbones. That's what it is. Hey. 